2: So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price.
3: The Last Post
2: with Alice Fraser.
1: Hello posters and welcome to The Last Post, the final word in this, the most final of worlds. Holy shit, what just happened? Today's episode, episode 360 of this year, marking Friday the 25th of December of the year 2020. Today in history, everyone felt slightly ill uh, just a minute ago, and I'm not 100% sure what happened. Uh, I was just having a nice conversation with my friend, the glitch in the space-time continuum, and uh, now... I am here and I, I I feel like I should be here and also desperately like I shouldn't be here. Your guests today on the podcast, it's been four days since we last saw them and we're having them back to discuss the events that occurred last week with the birth of the unholy dragon child of Piers Morgan. Uh, your favourite flapjack lumberjack, Alison Spittle. I don't feel so good. I think everyone's... <laughs> Feeling a little uh, disrupted here right now. Uh, a, a, a sinister billionaire, uh, Josh Gondelman, self-made man. H- how are your arms?
0: How are all your arms? Oh, my gosh. I, well, I lost several when the volcan- my volcanic lair erupted, which I thought was impossible, or at least... Uh, you know, unlikely to happen to me. And it did happen, and I, I don't care for it. I'm down to two arms, like just some regular schlub, and I'm freaking out.
1: And uh, Time Scientist and Hands-On Historian uh, Matt Kirshen, welcome back to the show.
3: Hello. Um, I, I, I should probably explain myself right now, uh, and my parents. Um, you, you guys, uh, I believe, are four days ahead of where you were when you last spoke to these people. Uh, but I am, in fact, four and a half days ahead where where this is now the fashion.
1: <laughs> well, coming up today, uh, we'll be talking about the events of four days ago. But first, some headlines of stories we won't have time for. Well, in the news today, there is no other news. I'm sorry, uh, it would be headline time right now, but there is no other news than what's been going on in the world. Uh, the, the octopus people <sighs> of New New Zealand have returned to their underground lair uh, w- w- everything is in chaos uh, The Wiggles government in Italy Has taken up arms against Silvio Berlusconi There is fighting in the streets uh, Socially distanced fighting Because of their recent coronavirus resurgence So it's just a lot of people with pikes uh, Bows and arrows And masks on uh, It's it's chaos here Alison Spittel, uh what's happening in your uh, Leg of the woods, as it were, the flapjack woods Well,
4: I, I, I've I no spatial awareness um, Something has happened to my eye uh... <laughs> Uh, I, it's quite large. Um, yeah, I, the, the 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 whole the whole fun. The time has really ruined my oats. My oats were toasted before off the embers of Ireland, and now they've gone soggy. And uh, I don't understand what's after happening to me or my oats. And if anyone can help me with that, uh, there's something falling off my head right there.
1: Times are not good. It feels like something's falling off all of our heads right now. Uh, My my jacuzzi is blown off the back of my space station, uh, so it's now just open to, to empty air. Being, being fragilely held together by a force field uh, which is wavering every minute. Every time I have to update my Wi-Fi, the force field goes off and I just have to grip onto the walls and go ho- horizontal. No offense, Matt. I'm not sure if it's offensive. Uh, Josh, how, how are things where you are? What's developed in the last four days? Uh,
0: things are not going well over here. It is uh, it's a rough scene. My, my labor force of historical leaders and icons have turned the rest of my employees against me. Despite their lack of technical savvy, they still have that raw, historic charisma, and they're using it against me, their leader. Uh, They've formed a union and expelled me from my own volcanic lair, which they're now running as a co-op, forcing me to seek shelter elsewhere. There's volcanoes all around erupting. I do not like this. I feel like this is very unfair, and I'm seeking injunctions.
1: Uh, But surely you're interested in in disruption and, uh, you know, changing up the natural hierarchies of corporate uh, business structure, are you not?
0: Not like this. I think a (laughs) disruption within reason, that's good. But when they disrupt me, no thank you. I'm the disruptor. They're the disruptees, and that's how it should stay.
1: <laughs> Matt Kirshen, what's happened in the last uh, four days? I guess that's less of a relevant question for you, because any time may have passed. In fact, you look significantly younger at this angle. Um, what's happened in the last four days where you are?
3: I appreciate that, uh, your intention there, uh, but I should point out that for someone like me, looking younger or older is, well, you basically just used the Y word with me, and, uh, and I don't appreciate that. Look, a lot has happened politically since we last spoke. Uh, As you remember, the Kraken had been released by uh, Sidney Powell and the uh, Trump legal defense team. Uh, The Kraken has now made his way to land uh, where he's made a beeline to the uh, various water parks dotted around this fine country. The abandoned water parks, interpreting their uh, various strange shapes uh, as alternately a source of foes or mates or just a good place to get hot dogs and burgers and maybe a refreshing drink. Uh, which, you know, you you, honestly, I mean, you know some of those parks that you have a Slurpee as the drink with a meal deal, which is like a $2 value, so that's pretty impressive. Meanwhile, the the Water Park Association of America have mounted a legal challenge to the Trump legal defense team on account of the damage done to their slides, flumes, and tubes by uh, by turns angry and horny Kraken. Uh, (laughs) And this is a big issue for them. As you know, (laughs) water parks have some of the strongest legal representation in the entire United States, and by extension, the world. Because when your entire raison d'etre is sending children down uneven and sometimes razor-sharp slabs of plastic into a concrete-lined repository of barely diluted turds, (laughs) you need some pretty effective attorneys.
1: I mean, yes, you absolutely do. Uh, I mean, news in America right now is Alice, uh, yes. Just to update you, I think I've discovered porridge. I think the the, the
4: sloppy oats that I've found, it's a uh, porridge. I'm going to be rich beyond my wildest dreams. I'm just delighted. I'm going to be Josh. I'm going to be m- joining Josh in the upper
1: echelons of society.
0: You have just disrupted oats, and I respect it. My hat is off to you. My arms Thank are you. off to you.
1: <laughs> well, uh, news out of America. Breaking news out of America. Dwayne the Rock Johnson has been uh, elected. Uh, As the war leader for the United States of America, of course, uh, uh, Bob the Sentient Trash Island with Dwayne The Rock Johnson as his vice president was legitimately elected earlier this year, uh, but has made a statement that in these troubled times, the lead will be taken by Dwayne The Rock Johnson when it comes to, uh, for example, running away from uh, fireballs, uh, rescuing small children, uh, getting out onto a helicopter. All of those things are things that Bob the Sentient Trash Island finds difficult and uh, I applaud him for being or her or it for being conscious enough of of its limitations really in terms of these troubled times I think what we need now particularly uh, when there are uh, dragons flying around sleepers awakening cracks opening in the earth you know a lot of uh, howling voices swirling through the er uh, air uh, a lot of uh, bodies awakening and, and and coming back to haunt their loved ones uh, in these troubled times, what you really need is the strong arms of Dwayne the Rock Johnson. I feel uh, he is a uniting force, not just for America, but also for the world, at least that those parts of the world that still have enough technology to be aware of uh, America anymore. Also, in uh, the Viking states, in the United Viking states, people have just reverted to type. They're building longboats, uh, they're heading out to spread the three R's, reading, writing, rape and pillage as usual, (laughs) so uh, (laughs) you're allowed to laugh. So it's uh, back back to the Futhark Ages there. Uh, Anything else uh, happening in the world that you are aware of, chaps?
0: What I'm doing over here is I'm trying to become less aware of the world. Thanks to my infusion of dragon DNA, I'm immune to extreme heat, so what I'm planning to do is to allow myself to be covered over in magma and encased in a hard shell of igneous rock as it cools, and underneath that rock I will build muscle mass by flexing in kind of a resistance band fashion against my rocky prison, and when I'm strong enough, I will shatter it, leaving my prison, reclaiming my lair and my company, which I've built through force of will and ingenuity and extensive government subsidies and exploitation of tax loopholes,
3: And, and, and it is rightfully mine.
1: And, and some inherited wealth, of course.
3: Some in- Considerable inherited wealth. I mean, that goes without uh, saying,
1: unfortunately. Goes, yeah, of
3: course. Not to, you know, cast any problems or aspersions on that plan, but um, Josh, are you at all worried that by the time you have broken free of that lair, your muscle mass is no longer impressive to a society that has moved on from uh, worshipping beef cakiness? Mm.
0: <sighs> well... I you know, I think one thing that is that is going to keep me in this game is America's love of Vice President and Warlord Dwayne The Rock Johnson. And I think my resemblance to him is going to... Uh, which I feel like I've been cultivating for a long time in a Bezos-like fashion. Just getting kind of slowly strong, waiting for the time where that comes into play and I can actually use my physical might against others. Uh, so I think that, that, that the affection for Dwayne The Rock Johnson will kind of Trojan horse me back into the public eye uh, just through a similar uh, massive physique.
4: Also, Matt, like we, we shouldn't doubt the fact that Josh will become incredibly exfoliated with all that magma mm-hmm. and rock. Mm-hmm. He will be soft and hard at the same time. That's uh, true.
0: It'll be beautiful. Beautiful.
3: That's true. You are basically surrounded in pumice. I am. Yes. yes.
0: And that is part of the goal. I'm going to come out practically glowing, skin glowing, it's People are going to say, did you buy the Fenty Beauty products for men? No. Encased in pumice for roughly a decade while I built my muscles
3: until I could shatter it.
0: Incredible for this game.
3: You'll, you'll have a look that people spend hundreds on and you would have spent a mere billions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. It's called efficiency and I deserve it.
1: Uh, in other headlines that we don't have time for, a last post sexiness special with three things that are sexy and why. Uh, thing number one, winking is sexy. And uh, do you want to know why? Why? Uh, because you lose your depth perception, and it implies trust. Because you're never ha- sure how far away that person is from you. <laughs> uh, touching is sexy. Touching is sexy. Physical touch <laughs> is sexy because it proves you're not imaginary. And that is an important thing. We've all learned that lesson once or twice. And thirdly, the sultry half-lidded gaze is sexy. You see it on magazine covers. The sultry half-lidded gaze is sexy uh, because it implies that you might fall asleep at any minute. So you are a scarce resource. That's not a sexual assault joke. It's an economics joke. (laughs) Yeah, it's like like your eyes are wearing
4: little baseball caps, you know, and they're just uh, trying to keep out the sun.
0: Like Bradley Cooper in public, trying not to be recognized. Who is that? over is that? It's baseball cap.
1: It looks like half of Bradley Cooper's head, but it,
0: couldn't. but it couldn't be. Where would the other half have gone? He has hair.
1: That's like the
4: the new half a glass of water, half a Bradley Cooper. You know, you can do so
1: much with him. He's a tall glass Entrails, of water. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, And Matt Cushion, what do you find sexy?
3: What don't I find sexy? Anything that isn't tits. (laughs) Sorry, I I, I should have uh, explained that um, the one thing that has survived throughout all ages is misogyny.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, heartbreaking, though, that's never going to go away. Uh, Alison Spittle, what do you find sexy? Well, apart from hand
4: sanitizer, back hair would be a big thing. Uh, for me, just because it's just extra hair, it's like a ribena, fifteen percent extra free. Oh, it's like, oh, this is a very niche reference, but like uh, there's a there's a two, so it's a very niche <laughs> reference. Generally, this is my Google history, where it says back hair and ribena, uh, and my two <laughs> most favourite desired things in the world:
1: <laughs> vitamin C and vitamin D.
4: I wish I made something up, but that's it. <laughs> That's a
1: genuine, that's a genuine desire, both in this world and the other world. So, Josh Gondelman, I, I fear to ask, what you find sexy? Innovation for this uh, Innovation. special sex section of the last. <laughs> post. Innovation.
0: That's what, that's what does it for me. Just anything new. It doesn't matter if it's good, if it's new, you know. I Just mean... step on one of my ears. That'll turn me on. Cause nobody's done that before. Just uh, whisper into my butt. Who knows? That that'll do it. It's innovative. That's what I like to see. Oh.
4: You're like a giant seashell. Like you whisper to your butt and it echoes out your mouth at a uh, slightly louder it's beautiful.
0: I'm like a seashell. If yeah. you put your ear up to my butt, you do hear the ocean. That's a series of medical modifications I've made. It's why
3: Josh can't go near any hermit crabs in case they adopt <laughs> him as their new home.
0: There were so many living in me in the early aughts that I had to be put into a medically induced coma and crab drained, which is a (laughs) procedure they invented just for me.
1: Yeah, when you say you have crabs, you mean it. (laughs) They're
3: they're visible they're ornery. And they're pinchy. Uh,
1: And that's all the time we have for the headlines of stories we don't have time for because now it's time for your ads. Your ad section now, because what do we want? We're going to tell you. When do you want it? Slightly before you can afford to buy it. <laughs> and this episode of the podcast is brought to you by rats, the pigeons of the earth. That was a toss-up, because uh, the, the the rat lobby was all, uh, bidding against the pigeon lobby. The pigeons wanted us to say this episode of the podcast is brought to you by pigeons, because statues aren't going to shit themselves. Uh, so we've, I'm going to say
3: this. Um, both lobbies you don't want to be in. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: Well, I, I threw my hat in with the rats of course because they are highly evolved and now a significant proportion of the voting population of New York. Um and, and the pigeons are still real dumb, real dumb.
0: People think that Scabby the the, inflat- the union enforcing rat is inflatable. Not true. Full to the brim of living rats. <laughs> The rat lobby is powerful.
1: It is, it is a powerful lobby. It's, it's evolved so quickly. Uh, it's become so powerful. Uh, I particularly enjoyed their brief prohibition period with a lot of underground rat bars and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, little little rat machine guns. But that's just, you know, I, I'm always <laughs> fond of that era of, of history. Those little machine
4: guns went rat ta 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 Sorry. <laughs> I'm a bit overexcited that <laughs>
1: Yum, they told me, yum, 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 yum A newborn drink to see, yum, 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 yum Our finest gifts we bring, yum, 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 yum Yum, 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 yum Half a glass of water. Yum. And a new novel is out by self-published romance author and online bestseller, Dancy Lagarde. The Manorly Match is the the 15th in Lagarde's time-travelling romance series with a supernatural twist. Set in the Regency period of England, the Manorly Match will set light to your loins with its sexy sex scenes and romantic sex scenes. (laughs) (laughs) My favourite too, (laughs) kind. Grace is the lord of manners and of a manner. an impeccably polite duke with a dark past. He's the catch of the marriage mart, but is ever elusive against the scheming mamas of the ton, who fling their frippery daughters at his slippery head in the worst game of dodgeball ever.
0: Innovative. I like it.
1: <laughs> Innovation, yeah. You can only politely replace a loose bosom in its corset so many times before you're caught uh, in the web of matrimony and Grace decides at last to wed. But whom... He retreats to his country manor to decide, but when he's held up by a ruffianly band of highwaymen he can't help but be intrigued by the lady highwayman who roughs him up. Her strong yet uncalloused hands bespeak a life among the aristocracy, but she's got a filthy filthy mouth and grace thrills to her masterful mystery. Agnes is a woman out of time. She was a graphic designer living in Kent until she began to research her family history and upon reading an illustrated almanac was flung into history by a glitch in the space-time continuum.
0: Ooh, a cameo.
1: <laughs> Falling in with a band of ruffians, she's making her way by highway mannery, forever seeking the man whose sexy face she saw in her history book and also his bottom. <laughs> <laughs> when she holds him up on the road, she realizes that he is the man who is fated to be her eternal love and also her great-grandfather. <laughs>
0: this sounds like it's based on, on Matt's exploits. <laughs> <laughs>
1: After a soothing hand job on horseback, he's intrigued by her soft hands and her dirty mouth. She longs to become her own great-great-grandmother. But can they, or will their love tear time and space apart? Find out when they have sex. <laughs> <laughs> in the manly Match, available now in all discount bookstores and train station waiting rooms. Whew. <laughs> uh,
3: thanks, Josh. You're, you're not wrong, although I actually prefer... Um, a soft mouth and dirty hands.
1: <laughs> oh, dear.
0: What's, what's a hand job if you can't tell they put
3: some elbow grease into it?
1: <laughs>
3: I want the full potting shed experience.
1: <laughs> and this episode of the podcast is brought to you by Bad Breakups. Don't cry because it's over. Cry because it's left crippling emotional wounds that'll never heal.
2: So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today.
1: And that's your ad section for today. The last post. Now it's time to get back to our top story. Again, the top story that we are all uh, aware of, that we are all conscious of. The world is possibly uh, ending. Are we holding it together? Is it going forward? What What's going on Uh Matt Kirshen, you can see the future. Josh Gondelman, I assume you have time-breaking technology. Mm-hmm. Alison Spittle, oats uh, are timeless. Yes, <laughs> what's about to happen? Well, I don't care. I'm
4: rich beyond my wildest dreams, though. I'm going to trade in this porridge and just live the good life for five days, and we'll see how we get on. <laughs> I
3: should point out that I can't actually tell you what will happen in the future because it'll tear apart the fabric of time and destroy everything we know. Um, I should also say, in in the interest of fair disclosure, that that is actually a lie that I tell people because I just can't be bothered to share stuff.
0: Well, that is a relief to hear because I was about to file a lawsuit against you because I have been spending the last five years developing a tearing the fabric of space and time machine apart. Uh, just, you know, just tinkering with it in my garage, kind of like a young Bill Gates. <laughs>
1: Uh, And in breaking news, uh, Melania Trump has fully taken over the Mars prison colony uh, after recruiting the sentient pigs, the Elon Musk microchipped cyber pigs, uh, which swiftly dominated the battle strewn battleground that is the Mars prison colony uh, due to their networked capability and uh, compromise ability to work together. Uh, Melania Trump apparently somehow lured the sentient uh, pigs onto her behalf, possibly. uh, Some are speculating by either feeding them the Calvin Klein models or uh, by allowing the Calvin Klein models to serve them. Nobody knows. Of course, we don't have any footage out of the Mars prison colony, just increasingly desperate uh, telegrams and text messages. So uh, we are yet to wait to see what is going to come out of the red planet. Uh, Josh Lundleman, you have a stake in the for-profit prison colony on Mars. I assume that that flow of money has ceased. Uh, What's happening?
0: Well, you've got to hand it to Melania Trump. She has a way with pigs. (laughs) <laughs> I think this revenue stream has dried up, of course, but I am what I am interested in now is a co-branding opportunity with the sentient network pigs of Mars. Um, the American football season is, is hitting its playoffs, and I think, not, uh, you know, pigs, pig skin Mars, uh, competition to survive, I think this can be, I'm kind of working on a synergistic branding enterprise right now that I'm really excited about.
1: Um, I mean, that does sound exciting. I'm here uh, in my space station orbiting the increasingly uh, troubled Earth, uh, watching things going down, watching various countries go dark or light up, respectively, depending on whether they're on fire or running out of electricity. Alison Spittle, how are things going where you are?
4: Well, uh, it's still ashen and gone. Uh, Oliver Cromwell is still dead, so the country is still okay. Um, but Ireland, will, sur- will the, they will survive from the embers. There are some green shoots coming up. And uh, Bono has come back to save Ireland. Uh, he's doing a campaign on behalf of Ireland, and he's going to save us. He is our messiah now, and uh, we're delighted to have him back. Uh, still won't pay taxes,
1: Uh, here but you know it's fine (laughs) and Matt Kirshen what are the Russians up to?
3: Firstly hasn't Bono given the country enough to not have to
1: pay taxes? Yeah
3: surely a a, a few songs a year is tax enough. We we should be paying Bono. (laughs) That keeps schools going
1: I mean, I think the thing is, uh, Josh Gondelman, we are paying Bono, but he's not paying it back into the the nation, that is.
0: Look, I think we have to nationalize Bono and then (laughs) kind of uh, refuse to fund Bono. And then a few years down the line, I will swoop in and privatize Bono. (laughs) Uh,
1: Matt Kirshen, what is happening in Russia right now?
3: So uh, Russia has long been attempting to uh, reform the Soviet Union, the USSR, the Coalition of Countries under a, a, a communist uh, ruler they've now realized that that is an impossibility uh, it will not happen and so instead they're attempting to persuade everyone across the world to wear those big furry hats and therefore achieve dominance through headwear <laughs> uh
1: well that's all the time we have for your top story today because now it's time for your letters to the editor your letter to the editor now. And remember, you can send a letter to the editor by writing to us at post at somethingelse.com. Uh, this one comes in from Aaron, saying, Dear Ms. Fraser, I am writing to congratulate you on your professionalism, intestinal fortitude and strength of character. I don't know how you manage to do it, and I have to ask, how do you remain so calm when you're interacting with the raw, animalistic, sexual powerhouse that is Andy Zaltzman? Every time he is on your show, I expect to hear you finally succumb to your innate humanity, devolve into a quivering mass of capitulation and fall at the feet of such a stallion-like, charismatic beefsteak of a man. I am in every other way a straight cisgender male, but even I feel a shivering in my nether regions whenever the throbbing dulcet tones of his hunky yet silky voice emanate from deep within his vocal cords, smash through the ether on wings of testosterone, and finally splash upon the innards of my eardrums. How do you do it? Regards, Aaron Laid." So uh, Aaron, does anyone want to address Aaron's letter before we get uh, into it?
3: Yeah, I would urge Aaron to double check that the shivering that he's feeling in his nether regions are because of those feelings towards Andy Zosman and aren't just because someone is walking over his nether region's grave. <laughs> mm. Honestly,
0: I love he's innovating hunky and silky, which is a uh, a kind of new texture called hulky or sulky. <laughs> and I think that they could uh, they could really do a lot with that. I think it could you know, it feels like kind of a, an audio cottage cheese. And I feel like there's going to be a lot of demand. You should really hold on to that, Erin. Mm.
1: Uh, this one uh, comes in from Andrew saying, uh, Hi, Alice, and carefully selected co-host. Not quite so carefully selected this week, you three. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is your editor. I am not annoyed that you read out letters to the editor, but I am annoyed that most edits are not accepted. Uh, most people do not like being called stupid, suggesting otherwise puts off listeners. Yours, the editor. Okay. Uh, you... Are not the editor, and you are stupid to try to pretend to be the editor. Our editor, as we say in every episode, is the magnificent uh, ped hunter, the hench thug, the iron fist inside the velvet glove that is Christopher D. Skinner, our producer. So, uh, coming in into my space station and pretending uh, that you are somebody who is involved in the production of the show is uh, not only stupid, it is reckless, and you'll be hearing from my lawyers. Uh, I will uh, Organize some lawyers soon. Josh, have you got anything to say to this? This, this pretender, this quizzling, this, this uh, sneaky, nasty person in a hat? I assume they're wearing a hat.
0: Yeah, definitely a hat. They're a real Bradley Cooper. Uh, <laughs> a, real, a real Russian hat <laughs> I. This is what I have to say to them. I don't, I don't like what you're doing. When, when, uh, when Instagram introduced stories and Twitter introduced fleets, did, did, I, did I like that? No, it was copying. It was a pretending to the throne. Did I respect it as innovation? Yeah, I did. Because sometimes innovation is doing a thing that's already being done, but now it's being done by you. So (laughs) I begrudgingly tip my hat to this writer. This fake editor.
1: I mean, they say they say dress for the job you want, I guess. Uh, and the job this guy yeah. wants is as a liar.
0: Just take the job you want. Email as if you already have the job you want. That's what I say.
1: Alison Spittle, Matt Kirshen, have you got anything to say to this uh, pretender? I think it should be uh, illegal to impersonate <laughs> an editor.
4: It's quite dangerous what they're doing. You know, maybe this person is actually a stripper. Mm. And this is like a a run up. You're getting a letter now, and then the next letter you get, where it's pretending it's from the editor, it's just a dick pic. Maybe this is the new socially distanced stripping thing.
1: Mm -hmm. Alison Spittle, what is a stripper but an intense
3: editor of clothes? Mm -hmm. Right. Not this. <laughs> <Absolutely>. Not this.
4: <laughs> they do with such flair as well, don't yep. they?
3: <laughs> they just redline parts of themselves. <laughs>
4: <Yeah>. <laughs> this is gone. This is gone. <laughs> they call themselves being naked as a second draft.
1: So- <laughs> <laughs> uh, Matt Kirshen, anything to say?
3: I just want to add that um, I was I was moved, very moved, by Josh's impassioned statement a few seconds ago and I think I might try and take his entire vibe.
0: Mm-hmm. I respect it, and I I, I think you're right to do so.
3: Well,
1: uh, I, I hear there's an empty Thunderdome going waiting, so uh, if you guys want to throw down there, I promise that I will commentate uh, suspended from the roof like the goat in that famous uh, scene in the movie we all know as dinosaur park <laughs> that is the end of the show uh thank you for sending in your letters remember you can send a letter to the editor by writing to us at the last post at something else.com but you have about six days left thank you for listening to the last post today we are here in your ears 366 days of this year and we'll be back tomorrow uh with all the latest news in this dimension a big hello to our listeners in the other dimension with uh less than a week left until the end of the year if you haven't shared us with your friends and social media platforms you're a coward without the courage of your convictions buy a f-ing t-shirt your guest today on the podcast uh with a magnificent josh gondelman uh josh have you got anything to plug
0: in another dimension i have a podcast called make my day it's a comedy game show with one contestant per week
1: Excellent. Alison Spittle.
4: In the other dimension, uh, I have two podcasts, one called Wheel of Misfortune with Fern Brady and the other one called The Alison Spittle Show. Um, yeah, go, go check them out. And I have a coffee account as well in case you're in the other dimension and you think that someone might need money that you don't know that well, <laughs> nor feel that sorry for, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> and Dr.
1: Matt Kirshen.
3: Yes, in all dimensions except for this one, I have a podcast called Probably Science. On which Alice has appeared more than once so I'd like to plug that and I'd also like to plug food processors both the kitchen appliance and those people that you employ to help you make sense of food
1: <laughs> uh, I met a mandarin translator the other day uh, I asked her for a free sample and she said it's sort of like an orange <laughs> The last post is an Alice Fraser and the Bugle Podcasts production. I am Alice Fraser. Find me online at @alliterative on Twitter and Instagram. That's A-L-I-T-E-R-A-T-I-V-E. Or for a one-stop shop of all of my stand-up specials, podcasts, blogs, and occasional tea salons, sign up on patreon.com slash Fraser for a behind-the-scenes look at my glamorous life. The executive producer of this podcast is Christopher D. His sub-producer, Henschlag. Edit Sweet Factotum is the iron fist inside his velvet glove, the inimitable pet hunter. As we always say... Good Good luck luck to you, you, Christopher. Christopher. (laughs) And I'll talk to you again tomorrow.
0: Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget?